Across this country and Canada, satanic graffiti is turning up on public buildings and abandoned buildings where police suspect secret meetings are being held by people calling themselves Satanist, people who worship the devil. Most often found, the inverted five-pointed satanic pentagram, the upside-down cross, the evil eye, references to Babylon, and the devil's number, 666. Hail Satan, and welcome to episode three of the VD Clinic. I'm your malevolent host, Vanessa, and with me is my co-partner in crime, David. Hello. (laughs) Hail Satan. Yes. Hail Satan, exactly. Um, So today we're stepping into the not-so-way-back machine, to the era of the satanic panic, that period of the... I don't know, 70s to mid-90s that can only be described as batshit crazy and mostly hilarious. So, I give uh, credit to David for coming up with this episode. Yep, because I had a terrible book that I had to read, (laughs) or I had been wanting to read, and I was like, let's do this. Once again, I regret my choices. (laughs) This one's at least a little bit better to read than the last one. Yeah, not by much, though. No. But we'll get Maybe. into that later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, we knew what the theme was, but we weren't 100% sure about the movie. And initially, David, you said West of Memphis. Mm-hmm. And I thought that would be a... It's a great movie. However, it's incredibly depressing considering the cases of the wrongful imprisonment and, um, you know, with this whole satanic panic in the background. Right. So... We put we put the uh, question out there for do you have movie suggestions that fit into Satanic Panic? And Darren Wilson of the uh, Psychosemantic Cast came to the rescue with House of the Devil. Thank you, Darren. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, I, uh, <clears throat> I I didn't know that this would be the one that got picked because I know it has a little bit of a mixed opinions about it. But I know, I know we'll probably get into that later. But thank you. Oh, also, Hell Satan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, God. <laughs> I want to kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is a pal. I don't know how you want to go with this discussion. Um, uh, because well. I didn't know if you wanted to say something, just general thoughts about the whole satanic panic era. Before, uh, I guess, specifics or anything of the movie or however. No, I think we'll get we'll get we'll get into okay. more in the movie, um, and I think okay. we'll get into some of the other stuff when we talk about the book because the book is kind of the right the catalyst of all of the nonsense. Um, <laughs> both this episode and the Satanic Panic itself. Um, so yeah, <laughs> we will take a quick break and we'll be right back to discuss uh, whatever the fuck we're discussing. I'm Cootie. My name is X. And I'm Chef Al, and we're your hosts on the Kiss the Goat podcast. On our show, we're going to break down some of your favorite devil movies from the past 50 years. We also drink and talk about religion. Which is a terrible idea. That, that is a great idea. 
And I'm going to give you some great recipe ideas to go along with the movies that we've been watching. We also answer questions from our listeners on every single episode. And I also frankly discuss my sex life at really inappropriate times. <laughs> she does! I do! It's the thing! I tell terrible jokes saying what I'm drunk. And I haven't been paid yet. They said they would pay me, and they, uh... Kiss the Goat! Exclusively on the Legion Network of Podcasts. Uh, seriously? Can I get some money? Just do the job, Al. One of their primary aims is to to destroy the belief system within a child. To make a child turn against what they believe in, in terms of who they are, of who God is... And to desecrate all manner of flesh, all manner of church institution, all manner of sign and symbol that a child could in any way be attached to. And we're back. And we're discussing the memoir, in air quotes. Book? It's a book. We know that much. It's a book. I'm holding it. It's it's real. It's a book. It's a thing. I read it. Uh, But. But. (laughs) I'm going to read you the cover here. It says, it says, the true story of a year-long contest between innocence and evil. <sighs> Michelle Remembers by Michelle Smith and Lawrence Pazder, MD. And the back of the book. <clears throat> I love that the only author quote they could get endorsing it on the back of the book was from the writer of Sybil. Oh, <laughs> mine doesn't even have that. Oh yeah, no. When I and sh- well, should we just say what this is about first? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, what we're discussing is a presented as a true account of a woman who claims that she was ritually abused for a year between the 1955 and 1956. I thought it was only three months. I, I don't know. But a, when she was five in right. like the mid fifties. In the mid fifties. I think it was a I think it took went on for a year. Mm. Yeah, it's it's unclear at different. It's kind points. of unclear at points, but we're gonna call it a year. She was abused ritually by a group of Satanists in Victoria, Canada. And she apparently didn't remember any of this until she was in therapy with this doctor and then she started regressing and telling him all of this crazy shit that happened to her that and it had is, been 22 years at that right, point right it had been 22 years at that point and then it goes on and on and it's craziness and then the church is kind of involved at points and etc etc it's a load of bullshit is what it is and it has uh, since been discredited yep. which is why I mentioned Sybil because that has also been That's it's also of, the reg- regressive whatever regressive therapy memory, therapy, memory yeah. therapy yeah and it's been proven to be false and, right. and fabricated as well so I that's what just got me about seeing the quote from the author of Sybil I was like okay. well that 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 tells me that tells me right there <laughs> yeah he doesn't or they don't have a quote from another, they don't have an author quote on this one um it just has a quote from Mamere at the top, which is all things you have seen and heard, you will remember them exactly. And then a picture of the fire ceremony they did in chapter 19 with a description of what's happening. 
Oh, this book. So let's first off, before we get into how dumb this fucking thing is, um, we should probably discuss our sort of religious background so people understand where we're coming from. So we're not, we don't sound like we're just angry atheists yelling at a really dumb book. Yeah. Um, I, I was raised Catholic. Uh, my father is now a, um, actually ordained Catholic deacon. However, that's only recent. And growing up, he was also very big into educating me with, like, world religions. So, like, I'm the little three-year-old learning about Buddhism, you know, mm. in addition to all the Catholic shit. And I did end up going, actually, to a Jesuit university um, and had all my, you know, required theology classes and that kind of stuff. Um, I, like any good Catholic, have hit the age of reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that's how George Carlin put it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> no, there, it, there, are, there are a lot of different reasons. I'm not going to go into everything about why right. I don't believe that, but I do not consider myself that at all anymore. Um, I definitely fall much into, more into a pagan camp. Um, and yeah, and secular, hello, there's a whole logic and reason thing, mm-hmm. um, which that's the problem with the Jesuits. They make you teach, they, they teach you and make you learn all these theology, you know, take all the theology classes, but they also do philosophy as well. Mm-hmm. And they, they have a certain amount of them have to be logic classes. So, <laughs> so <laughs> there's a lot that seems counterintuitive there. <laughs> anyway, that's my background, uh, religiously. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was also raised Catholic, um, until the age of reason, and I was like, this doesn't work for me. Um, bounced around a couple other things, mostly just, at this point, I don't really consider myself religious, more of just, I have a general life philosophy, and the bits and pieces of various world religions that I've looked into and found things that I've, I, I like, I incorporate into my life and move on, um... So yeah, I'm not super, not a super religious person in general, but I also respect everyone's uh, choice of religion. I'm not gonna agreed. Yeah, not gonna shit on you for what you believe in. Um, however, there are issues with some groups of people yes. within religions, and I don't necessarily yes. think it's the religion itself; it's the people um, and how they use their their faith to their own gains is what the problem I have with them. Um, <clears throat> and in some cases, the teachings that they're claiming are coming from their religious scriptures, which that's also its own thing. But, um, so yeah, this is a really dumb book, first and foremost. Yeah. Um, it, it's presented as, as truth, which it's obviously not. Um, you actually have to do a little bit more research about the book to kind of get a better frame of reference for it. Um, like all of, there's no mention that he's using hypnotherapy to get her to regress. No, there isn't. It's but just, I have a feeling she there just is. starts doing it. Um, because I don't remember, or at least I don't remember him ever being directly addressed that way in the book. Um, it's just, well, a, I could it be wrong. Kind of seems like in mm-hmm. one part he is doing some sort of hypnosis, mm-hmm. but. It's it's very much in passing, um, kind of almost like oh, pretend you don't see this, uh, <laughs> you know. And it says that he's using sedation too, so I'm like, 
sedation and hypnosis. How reliable is she? Right. As a narrator? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, this book, it's just... And that whole era of the recovered memory therapy mm -hmm. is highly problematic, in my opinion, mm -hmm. um, for so many reasons. But, you know, I, I wouldn't say that people... People definitely can repress legitimate, horrible things that have happened to them. Absolutely. Okay, we can't say that doesn't that doesn't exist. But what? How? What? How are you remembering those things? And are things being planted in mm. there? And you know, okay, the suggestions there. It's like forcing someone into a false confession, like the cops right. sometimes do. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's the only thing I could equate it to. Um, just that power of suggestion by an authority figure. Right. Um, but also what is really being legitimately plucked from, you know, what truly happened to you. This, right. I, it, uh, it's unclear what route that went. I don't think it matters, no. but... There is some point where something had to happen and they had to just get together and say, you know what? Let's write this book and make up all this shit. Yeah. Or at least, I, I, at least expand it to whatever. It's going to sell a lot of books. We're going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Cause, and I, 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 sorry, I, I the joke. see that somewhere in there. Yeah. Like I made the joke to you when uh, I texted you about how like multiple times as I was reading this book, there are points, like, just lines will end and you could basically just add, and then they fucked at the end of it, <laughs> and it doesn't, it makes perfect sense. And, okay, and yes, we need to mention that the patient and the doctor did actually end up divorcing their spouses and yes. marrying each other. So, which yes, at some point, my and then they joke, fucked. Which yeah. was, this, they wrote this book to prove they weren't cheating on their spouses. <laughs> this was yeah. the explanation of because there's a scene in the book there's a so there's a point in the book where she he's in he's on vacation in Mexico with his family and his children and she calls him <laughs> and I'm like this bitch is crazy and I'm like okay so let's say that they're trying to spin this to you know, my, my my theory that this was written to prove that they weren't cheating I was like oh she was having this deep <laughs> moment of, of re revelation or some shit reality bitch is crazy but you don't know how to uh, stay the hell up, hell back, and fucking chill the fuck out. Um, oh my god, this book is so ridiculous. So the story, <sighs> the story there's a is, story. There's a story. <laughs> oh, it um, is a story. It is I a mean, story. It's a story of incredibly you ineffective. You can't deny things. that. Yeah. You can't deny. That. It's a story of some sort. Yeah, and it's it's so fucking dry. Like, I think that there's, in the right hands, this could have been a really good novel. Like, this this yeah. this could have been a really fun satanic cult novel, and it would have been great. However, this is... Give the, it to Stephen King. Yeah, give know. it to Stephen King or something. This would have been fucking great. As <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> yeah, actually, this... this Koontz would probably do a better job with this, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, This is right, right. In his, right in his wheelhouse. It's a little sleazier. Yeah. Yeah. This would be, you know, this would make a, I guess, yeah, perfect. This would be a great Dean Koontz novel. As it's written, though, it is boring as shit. It's dry as hell. It's also got the most ineffective satanic cult I've ever seen. And this is a thing that I find very, 
very funny about like media specifically made for Christian markets, like the movies and the books and stuff, is that they always present the devil as being the worst, the the absolute a- absolute adversary of them, and and is trying to get them at every turn, and wants to destroy them and take their souls, and they have to watch out for his agents on Earth, and yet the devil's a very easily dispatched on a regular basis and b his followers are always basically comic book villains they're bumbling idiots yeah absolutely this is i swear to god i she oh my god she she ruins how many rituals (laughs) in this fucking book like almost every ritual that happens in this book she fucks up somehow because she goes running around going crazy and all of a sudden all the cultists freak the fuck out because they don't know what to do with a fucking five-year-old running around like how what what like she is supposed to be this focal point of all of these rituals and yet she decides to go crazy and make bug eyes at everybody and run around and everyone just starts fucking turning into like you know, jumping up on tables and raising their skirts and shrieking. It's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> what am I reading? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, somebody needed to smack her, and that would have right? settled things. It right? would have settled things. Giving her a spanking or something. <laughs> just, you know, it wasn't going to take much to just get that kid. Well, apparently they kept throwing her on the ground. I don't know. It they just... would raise her up and they would use her to drop. I, I, I guess they were doing direct I, here's the other problem with this fucking book another frustrating thing I find about a lot of uh, Christian media that's directed at a Christian audience is that when they're writing evil it's so ridiculously over the top and just dopey but at the same time they never they don't go as far as like I could, I could, if this were a Dean Koontz novel like there's a <laughs> there there is a, a, a side note at one point when it's introduced, there's a baby involved. And then it's like a side note. It's like, oh, yeah, uh, through regression, we've uh, determined that uh, uh, no, they were actually dead. Uh, they were stillborns. no live babies being right. used. These were stillborn this. babies <laughs> and um, abortions and no live babies were used. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and kill some kittens for some reason because that's totally okay. Uh, it just seemed no like a warning that should have been on a movie. Like, oh, right? we promise that no harm was done. No factual harm was done to these animals like they usually do right? in film. <laughs> that kind of warning. It's right. like, no, except this was it's, live babies. Yeah, and, it's like, but but that's, 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 that's what I find so funny about this. Is it's like, from the perspective it's being written from, it's like, oh, yes, this is this horrible, evil cult. But they were not evil enough to use live babies babies yeah they were mindful like, to it, think about it, yeah too. Right. Like, all just, these oh, weird like yeah. bizarre like they're evil but not that evil kind of like side notes here yeah. and there just make no fucking sense it's like no no they're just these people are supposed to if these are supposed to be agents of satan of this ridiculous rhyme spitting fucking fire creature who needs a knife because that's a thing that happens in the book several times, <laughs> who loses his shit several times in the book for no apparent reason other than something didn't go his way, and yet he's the Lord of Darkness and the most evil thing we should be terrified of throughout the entire... We should be fearing for our immortal souls just reading about him. And he's such a fucking joke. It's so fucking... It's so funny to me that it's like... I know so, I know someone out there will read it, would read this and be terrified... 
I mean, as someone who, like, this isn't scary at all. Like, it's so funny. Like, this is, this is the devil that I should be afraid of. I, I, I should be afraid of a Satan who has ineffective followers, who spits really dumb rhymes and does math for some reason. Yeah, what's with the math? And then really, the other. Really into math. <laughs> numerology beyond numerology. whatever. Um, demands that the middle finger of all of his high priests be cut off because sure I kind of made the joke that these you know why these are these are like lame satanists I'm like I'm half joking it's because they're Canadian I mean (laughs) they're not like it's supposed to be as horrible as American satanists I I mean maybe maybe, because Canadians are too nice is maybe, that it? Maybe, maybe that's the problem that I was expecting too much of these Satanists because I'm an American and I expect Amer- good old fashioned American fucking Satanism yeah. in my ridiculous <laughs> cult. Like Dean Koontz would give me the ridiculous Satanism I'm expecting. But right. these are Canadian, so of course they're going to be polite. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I really so. think that has something to do with it. It sounds ridiculous, but I think it's true. I think so. Oh my God. It's so. Although, I mean, they're still lame. <laughs> they are so lame. Oh, my God. They, like, legitimately. I Every time a ritual started in that book, I was just like, all right, so when's she going to ruin it? When's she going to freak out and fuck this one up? Until the ending when it's like, oh, wow, maybe she, she's apparently not going to fuck this up. She's somehow, she's not, they've figured out how, you know, Satan shows up and that now suddenly she's not fucking everything up. Oh, no, wait, she does because Jesus shows up. Je- Jesus just shows up in the third act <laughs> just oh, fucking goodness. shows up in the third act and is like hey guys what's happening he's like you're totally okay Michelle I'm gonna hang out with you for a minute oh yeah I'm gonna send my mom to hang out with you who you're gonna refer to as mom air <laughs> for no apparent fucking reason and you're gonna spout fucking the fucking um you're gonna spout sh- prayers in, in French for no apparent French. fucking reason well no 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 I figured <clears throat> it out Oh. I told you, and I put this on the Twitter the other day, that this is a mashup between Sybil and the Exorcist. Uh, right. It's Tarts pulling in, and this is probably what bugs me the most okay, about this I didn't this read book. Sybil, so this is the, the cartoon. Well, that, and that was, she was all split personalities. It okay. was all the, again, the same recovered memory okay. therapy. Um, and it had been been written in the early 70s and so huge. Mm-hmm. And they made a TV movie, I think it was a TV movie, whatever, with Sally Field. And yeah. the role. You know, all of this stuff, tons of money was made on that. So that was the early 70s. Mm-hmm. Then this supposedly all started happening in 1977. Right. Okay. Um, and The Exorcist came out, I think the book was published in like 72, 73. And yeah, I just I felt so. they were mashed up. Yeah, it was a huge bestseller. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So it's like they mash it up, and it's like, let's see, okay, someone is suddenly speaking in a language that they claim they don't know, or they don't know. So mm-hmm. she says, I don't speak French, or I don't know right. how to speak French, and I, and all of a sudden she is. Okay, so that's like one thing, going into the exorcism category. Right. And then they talk about the examination of the tapes and the photographs and stuff that are all being done oh, right. during so, documenting so, this entire process. So the truth can come out someday. Right, and then all of her medical texts. They even mm-hmm. put in the appendices... Which I skimmed through. M- medical, like, results. Yeah. I, I use that, you know, very loosely. loosely. 
term loosely, but that's what it's supposed to be. So with all of this stuff, it's re- they're really pushing into this exorcism category, and mm-hmm. they even read from the exorcism ritual right. at one point. What, okay, let's yeah, back up. There's, there's discussions a point early in, in her therapy where she, she yeah. decides to ask for a priest, for yes. them to consult a priest. Because she's not religious. She was... She she says she was never raised religiously, like it was never in her prior to her remembering. Ah, prior to who to the rememberings. She was she claimed to not be raised religious. She knew what churches were from pictures and such. Which I wanted to slap the shit out of this woman. Oh yeah, so many times through this book. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Just shake her really hard. Right. Something. Get it together. Um. So yeah, she you know she wasn't religious, but then. You know, there's all this, like, all this, like, Christian, like, or Catholic, actually. It's very specifically Catholic. A lot of Catholic imagery keeps getting drawn into the story early on. And she's like, I don't know, but I just knew it was right, me. And I'm like, oh, fuck off. And then then at some point she does say, you know, she wants to talk to a priest because she thinks she might need an exorcism because she's convinced that her soul's in mortal danger or some shit. And then she meet, they meet the cool priest and he's got a beard and he wears cowboy boots and he's a cool and turtlenecks guy. And, and turtlenecks and and you know we had one of those priests at my college of course his name was, his name was father harmless <laughs> I, I think i think <laughs> every stand catholic up and smoking that. like the marlboro man he was like was super cool yeah we had one of those in my college yeah i think i think everyone who's every catholic has met the cool priest yeah at some point we've all known the cool priest yeah. um and so he shows up and then they meet the bishop who hilariously according to wikipedia has distanced himself from this and been like they apparently came to me but they didn't give me enough they didn't bring me enough evidence when i asked for more and yeah no i don't i don't have any connection with this this is meh, which is hilarious um <laughs> well what's even more hilarious is the fact that her father because oh, essentially yeah. part of the accusations were that it was her mother who brought her to and offered her to the cult when right. she was five and, and her father is um, never in the picture. Her never, yeah, he's never in the picture. He, yeah, we know her mom dies at some point in the six. Or her mom died in the sixties, right? And then her dad left her, and then she was living with her grandparents after that, and that was like in the sixties. But yeah, in that point when we're introduced to her mom and stuff, we never meet her dad. There's just some dude named Malachi who's wandering around, right? Well, but so anyway, in the fa- in the real life where (laughs) Michelle Smith or whatever, her father ends up saying this is all bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And he seeks legal action Mm -hmm. and take, you know, wins so that they can't make money off of a movie. Yes. Which which I'm like, I just like love that. Yeah. Um, Because I think there was also (laughs) something like he brought up like, yeah, like she, the, the, when these events were supposedly happening, she was supposed to, she would have been missing school, but she was there. Like he yeah, he's he's got like all these things where like you know these all inconsistencies that don't don't add up. This is complete bullshit. But uh, right, it, I know it's, it's all so, these things that they ended up going back and saying no school attendance mm-hmm. and where are the medical records to right. say that she went to this hospital? Then blah blah blah. blah. Right, the car and, accident that she was supposedly planted in never happened, or there's no records of it in the newspaper or anything. Yeah, and I just thought it was interesting that, I mean, it basically, it said it all when, you know, she says, how did she put it? She said something about, 
saying that it's he's he's saying it's true if you believe it's true. Oh yeah. And it's kind of like, well, not necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. are certain schizophrenics who are not on meds who hear voices or mm-hmm. have hallucinations. Doesn't mean that those things are really there. Like I'm sorry, as a yeah. psychiatrist or whatever therapist, that's irresponsible. Yeah. Um you know, that there, there's a way to say it seems real to you, but we need to find the truth or you mm-hmm. know. No, there's no, he's very much he seems very much to let her say, well, okay, you believe it, sure. Mm-hmm. It happened. Um <laughs> and, Yeah, and then she something that kind of they they would bring up every once in a while mm-hmm. that I was just like, of course they had to put that in there was and again this goes back to the exorcist thing influence of this therapist or psychiatrist happened to have gone to west africa oh, and yeah. in anthropological studies over there and so he knew about these different rituals and blah blah blah, blah. i mean it was just so dramatic and they had to say it multiple times yeah. in the book i'm like I why this book and it's like saying father Marin worked over in iraq yeah <laughs> Pazder gets jerked off in this book so often. Oh, God. And I don't mean just by Michelle. No. This whole book just, is just him just jerking himself off as he's writing. He's like, I'm so cool. Oh, it's so bad. And it's it's so... it's There's a lot of comedy that comes out of this book <laughs> that's very unintentional because it's just so fucking stupid. I, it's just it's so ridiculously and painfully dumb and it's I never I still don't entirely know what the point of Satan this whole thing was leading to like right it's just she's apparently given over so apparently her mother gives her over to this cult for reasons that are never completely clear and then they keep putting her in rituals but she keeps ruining them because she runs around and which I said a five year old in any kind of church or spiritual service is going to run around right. anyway and I, I mean I, mo- <laughs> I, I swear every like every ritual sequence in this book can, could basically be just you throw yakety sacks over it and it would be amazing yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Just her and the fucking cultists running around. It's the most ridiculous shit ever. And I can't I couldn't take any of it seriously because it was so nuts. It was so absurd. And it started out so small like they were in just some house and then it's like suddenly they're in the graveyard. It's like, "Okay." And then suddenly they're in this the, the black room. And it's like, "What there the were, fuck?" There were certain scenes or sets like series of scenes that it was difficult to figure out the space they were actually in right and then like and how and where it was in relation to other spaces right and then like way later in the book we get like a diagram of what this whole ritual space looks like which is ridiculous (laughs) yes um what are they working with right and then like you i finally saw it i'm like wait what this is what, what what this is where we've been this whole time are you fucking shitting me? This is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's so fucking silly. And then, oh my god, oh god, it's so. And I here's my favorite, my favorite part, one of my favorite parts of this book. Early on, 
Dr. Pazder is, 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 Michelle has been talking to him and he says, you know, I think this is the work of the Church of Satan. And then he gives an aside about the Church of Satan and how they've been around for, for ages and, and they're all this shit. And it's the funniest shit ever because he's directly calling out the goddamn Church of Satan in San Francisco, which is hilarious to me because then LeVay threatened to sue him for libel. <laughs> right, exactly. Which is the fucking, which is great. Which is great because it's clearly, and it's so, and this book came out in 1980. So this is not even like, oh, you're, you're fact-checking, you fucked up your fact-checking. Like, this is, like, very simple fact-checking they could have done then. Fucking Church of Satan was founded in 1966. This book, the story <laughs> takes exactly. place in That's 55. Not... It, this does not, no, no, that doesn't make any sense. Oh my god. Well, you know, maybe the Canadians were ahead of the curve. Maybe, <laughs> but then it's still, but they're still not the, not still not the Church of Satan. Church of Satan, exactly, exactly. Like this is like, and oh god, and they talk about the Black Mass, and I'm like, that's also not how that works. Like that's the other thing that really bothers me about this mm-hmm. kind of shit. It's like, listen, I've read the Satanic Bible. It's an interesting philosophy book. Yes, that's the most of it. You know, I think Anton Lavey was an interesting dude. He said some interesting things. He was also kind of nuts. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and a little megalomaniacal. And a, but... a, a smidgen megalomaniacal. You know, he's all, he was also kind of a comic book villain at times. Yeah. Um, but he was, you know, he was also openly a charlatan, which I really appreciate. You know, and I, at one point I thought, hey, it'd be really funny to be a card-carrying member of the Church of Satan. And I found out that it, t- it cost $200. And I said, ha-ha, that's very funny. Fuck you. I'm not paying you money for that. Uh, but I still appreciated the grift. You know, I, I appreciate right. that about the Church of Satan. It's very just, they are what they are. Here's a mm-hmm. philosophy. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of, it's very selfish. There are things about it I appreciate and, and I find interesting and like. There's other shit that I think is ridiculous. But I find it so frustrating when I read these ridiculous books like this that they, you know, they go to these great lengths to talk about the rituals of Satan. And it's like, you guys didn't even like try. Like, have you, like, they didn't, like, it's just some weird made-up shit that doesn't make any sense. Like, they could have gone and, like, done some research on, like, the golden, like, they, there's so many, like, magical societies throughout the ages. They could have gone and been like, oh, yeah, here's some rituals we think sound interesting and just pulled those. Instead, they just made up this really boring shit where Satan is coming out of fire. Uh, right. And has a tail, but not really. And also, he picks up a knife at one point and hacks up a virgin because that's a thing that he decides he's gonna do. And also, he's really into whittling. He likes whittling <laughs> and rhyming for some reason, and he gets really, Terribly really rhyming. Pissed. Yeah, he gets really, really pissed off sometimes. And apparently, someone, a mole, got in. Like that's uh, a scene in the book where he's all like, he's suddenly he's super pissed, and it's weird because like I think, I. Th- think and oh okay so late this is much later in the book she refers to a michael and i'm assuming she's talking about like the angel michael is talking to her right perhaps or is that just jesus again or i'm sorry yezu as he's referred to in the book <laughs> I want to give him his proper credit. Yeezy. No, Yeezy. sorry. <laughs> sorry. That's great. Um, so let's let, let's 
go on the assumption that it is the Archangel Michael's talking to her. Right, sure. It makes sense in right. the context of these other, other people she's right. putting together. And also, let's roll back just a second. She also, at some point, decides that she is going to become a Catholic, and then she is baptized and confirmed she's a Catholic. And then we go on to this. Anyway. Um, and she becomes obsessed with the idea that someone can say a mass for her. Yeah. Like, I just, super I'm like... weird. That just struck me as strange, because I'm like, that's a... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a a, not that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, like they do I that say that time. because I recently visited my father and went to whatever mass that he was mm. saying, and he was saying it for someone because they were sick. It happens. Right, like yeah. no big deal. It happens like all the, all time. the time. You just write your name down. That's, <laughs> they were doing it already for the next week. I mean, right? it's just, it was really funny. I'm like, that's not that difficult. Right. I'm like, that's I a mean, super <laughs> normal Catholic thing. <laughs> That's like, yeah, exactly. They're always asking, go oh, write down the names of the sick and we'll say the mass for them right. next time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, that's, that's a very normal part of the of, of mass is usually, and now we're going to pray for the sick. There you go. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway. I mean, maybe because she thought she was the center of these satanic rituals, Clearly. she thought she should be the center of the Catholic rituals. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so she's talking to Michael. And then I guess he fucks off or something because that's when Satan gets all mad. And I'm like, okay, so clearly Satan figured out some that, you know, somebody's talking to her. Because that pissed him off, right? No, he's like, there's a mole in here. Get rid of the mole. Stab him in the back. Blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, a cultist falls forward and he's got a knife in his back. And you're like, wait, what? The fuck? What? What? How? What? Wait, what? How does this... What? Okay. So that guy's dead now. I don't know who he was. I don't know what has had and how this had any bearing on the events that are happening right now. But that just happened. Okay, sure. Right. That's that's like the entire end of this book. It's just this ridiculous fever dream where Satan is just spouting off bullshit poetry and Michelle is being obnoxious. And let me just say, I was getting so fucking sick of her little girl narration. I wanted to fucking stab myself in the eyes so I wouldn't have to keep reading it. The, the, if the, the book takes way too many differing voices that are very frustrating because at times it's being in like a present tense kind of telling what's going on and then she'll start narrating and her shit is fucking obnoxious but then it'll go into like just plain narrative explaining what happened and you're like okay cool now I've got a better idea of what's actually fucking happening because when she's a kid describing it I'm confused as fuck you know like she's just like there's the scene in the, in the beginning about the lump on her mom's mm-hmm. skirt and I'm like what? And then at the end, it's like, and then she saw there were shoes pointing out from under it. I'm like, huh? And then it wasn't until, like, that she's in the car with the corpse, and the corpse has red shoes. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, okay. So, oh, okay, I understand now. The orgy was happening. Okay. Oh, this all makes way more sense now. Why the fuck didn't you just explain that in the first place? <laughs> and that's kind of my problem with the book throughout it's just it's so it wants to be naughty 
but it's afraid to be naughty. Like it, it keeps, like you said, it, even the orgy is boring. Yeah. Like it gives you like little, it's like, oh, oh, we're going to be dirty, but we're not, we can't be too dirty because we want to save your soul. And it's just like, this is just boring. Like, I, I think there's like, I think there's an orgy happening. I think you're committing murder right now. I'm not entirely sure. Like, and then the whole, like, there's a whole sequence where like a doctor carves up several cadavers and then puts it back together and then shocks it. And it flops around. <laughs> and this is very disturbing to her. And then they shock her. And then for some reason, they apparently sewed horns and a tail onto her. Which she then doesn't realize they're there or something. Or she knows there's something there, but she doesn't touch them for several pages yeah and then there's a ritual where she comes out of something I think she comes out of the effigy which is some giant goat thing or something I don't remember or whatever yeah he was dumb um and then then she finally realizes that she has the that we have the horrifying reveal that she has horns and a tail which she rips off of her head which apparently don't leave any scars on her adult body right yeah um, and I'm also confused as to why they put horns on her and the tail on her. Like, nothing in this book makes any sense. Nothing, no. none of this, sh none of these fucking rituals make any sense. There's no clear explanation of why they're doing this or what the goal is. And yet, she's really important, but none of them have planned ahead for what happens if she decides to go buck wild instead they just run away and like malachi what the fuck happened to him he like the, so the first half of the book we're very focused on michelle her mom malachi the nurse it's the black nurse i think is what she's called uh, or, or the nurse he just thinks she just calls her the nurse. Yeah, the nurse. And then the possessed woman shows up. Um, so <laughs> then her mom starts to fade out a bit because she's because the nurse, the nurse takes her. Her mom, the nurse basically becomes her new mom, and like, but early on it's it's just her mom, Malachi, and Michelle are the centers, and then the nurse shows up for some reason I don't remember why. And then, like, her mom fades out of the back into the background for a while. And then, like, the nurse fades out into the background for a while. And then, like, Malachi just fucks off until. Yeah, he just fucks off at one point. He's just gone. The possessed woman fucks off, too. I think she pops up maybe during the beginning of the big ritual. But yeah, they all just fuck off, basically. Her mom shows up again later. Yeah. Looking sickly. Because um, but... she's going to die in the 60s. Um, but yeah, yeah. There, there are a whole group of characters. There's, there's such a focus on them in the beginning, and then you don't hear anything from them for a big chunk. Yeah, and it's like, uh, what, what are they doing? Yeah, it's, and you're right. It, it is unclear at times what exactly she is talking about. Yeah. Um, and for me, as someone who is a grammar Nazi. 
the changing of the tenses like it was, the punctuation in certain spots drove me bananas, okay? <laughs> it, and it definitely, that was part of why I, you would get confused mm-hmm. of what exactly was going on. It was, I'm like, it's something so simple as some punctuation in certain scenes. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That's really... <laughs> <laughs> I've been that confused just because of a couple commas and periods. Right? I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, oh, it's yeah. I just I, I kept going back to the idea with all these whatever rituals and stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm like, if they're really Satanists, okay, let's say, right. and you're going on the logic of what you know movies and books right. tell you about Satanism, which is what they seem to be going on. Right. You would think that there would be some chanting in like Latin, Latin. you know, that or, or Hebrew even. Right. You, you know, some ancient language that's something not fucking French, not French. Like, no, I don't think Victoria Canada is even a French speaking or in the French-speaking part of the country. That I know. It isn't. I, I, I don't think. I don't think so. I don't, we're Americans, so. Yeah. We don't my, know anything about Canada. My Canadian ge- geography is a little spotty. But yeah. I don't it's think that... I don't think that they do. I know that they have to learn it in school. Hmm. At least they do now. But um, I think that's a nationwide thing. But... Um, it's still a pretty... It's, it's, it's still, once again, though. Lame Satanists. Yeah. Um, fucking speaking French. That's <laughs> so. They're so. They are so lame. They, they just. Are, they're so. I, they are Scooby Doo villains. Yeah, I think I said that. It, I expected you know someone to grab the big Satan and pull off a mask and say it's really Mister Winters who runs the haunted amusement park. Right. And then have him say, and I would have gotten away with it too if it hadn't been for that meddling little five-year-old. You know. <laughs> just, yeah. It's just, it's so, yeah, it, it, it doesn't, it really can't tell a straight narrative. I mean, apparently the, all this, the story came together over a year, but they couldn't figure out a way to make that into a compelling book. Like, I don't, they spend so much time talking about, oh, all the troubles, all the pain she went through and all this shit. And like, I don't care. I don't care. I yeah, want to read the crazy shit that happened to her. Don't tell me about her remembering it and all her fucking... They're, they're, towards the end of the book, it's parts where it's just like, Michelle came in. We've been sitting here for six hours. Nothing's happened. <laughs> I know, and, and it's, it's like, supposed to oh, be the climax of the book. Yeah. It's like, okay, so yeah. Can we get on with this fucking ridiculous nonsense? I want to finish the book. Anticlimactic. Yes. Anticlimactic is the word I had for yeah, it. Nothing happens. She no. steals a fucking. She picks up a bone. Uh, assuming I assume it's a relic. She picks up a fucking relic and then digs a hole and hides it. But then, like someone else can't dig that up. Right, and then Satan figures out that it's missing and he starts freaking out. And then Michael gives it to her, I think. And then she's holding on to it, and then Satan's super pissed. And then Michael might be Jesus. <laughs> and then Mary shows up. I'm sorry, Mom Mary shows up and fucking blathers on about nothing interesting for a while. 
Um, because I guess Satan's finished. It's it's the the end of the ritual is very unclear. Like I I was very confused about all that, and then it finally I guess it just sort of ends, and Satan's just like, all right, fine, fucking I'm off, guys, later. Um, and then yeah, something. I our, yeah, I seem to is I think divine intervention happens. I'm pretty sure that's what fucks it up. Unless if, I read the end of the book wrong. I think that's what we're su- supposed to believe. Okay. Okay. No, that... we're supposed to believe that. Okay. I think that's the way, because I think it's yeah. Okay. That, that's okay, the that only makes explanation sense I I have for it. Okay. Yeah, I was I, I assumed that that was what had happened, because there was so much fucking dialogue with her, between those two. So I assumed like okay, the bone was a thing and. Michael blessed it and now Satan's like oh well fine fuck me I'm out everything's fucked so alright I'm out and then everybody sort of shuffles off and then Mom Air has her fucking boring dialogue and that's right. the end of it And the, or no no, she has her boring dialogue and then Jesus, I'm sorry, Yezu shows up and he starts fucking babbling about some shit um, <laughs> basically and this is a problem I have with the Omen 3 and I mentioned this to you was uh this really makes God look like an asshole. Like, <laughs> he, he, like, she goes through all of this shit, and she doesn't, like, the Virgin Mary doesn't show up to her until, like, no, actually, no. Jesus doesn't show up to her until, what, like, a third of the way through the fucking book? Something like that? I think it's later. Oh, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's towards the end. Like, it's definitely, like, final, final act of the book. Um, close to is when he finally shows up and you're just like, yeah. what? So you've just been chilling out, watching all this shit, and now you're showing up? You're just now showing up? It's like, you're just now showing up. Right. And Satan is basically on the scene. Now you decide to be like, hey, it's okay. I'm here for you. It's like, what the fuck? And it's just like, oh my God. Yeah, like that shit drives me nuts. It's like, so Satan's an asshole and the good guy's are just going to let you suffer for a while because that's, th- that's a very Catholic thing. That, well, yeah, that is. I was about to say, actually, that's a really, I was like, oh, no, wait, that's that that's Catholic thing. That's, yeah. You got yeah. you to gotta suffer at least somewhat. You got to suffer, yeah. Catholics yeah. and they're suffering. They love it. Okay, yep. so that makes, that makes sense now. After, I don't know why that's one of those things that, like, I grew up with, with it, so I never really thought about it. So when I, when I encounter it and stuff like this, I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh, right. Oh, right. Might as well be flogging yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. like the Middle Ages. Oh, Catholicism. Yep. This is this is definitely one of those... Uh, I would say this is pure green, old school, woohoo Catholicism novels. Yeah. Like that old-timey woohoo, uh, the devil's real Catholicism. I don't think that... I don't think they're uh, still talking about the devil anymore. Not like this. Not like this, obviously. I mean, the Catholic Church, actually, they, when, as I say, Nazi Pope, but Pope Benedict was in power. um, And this is when my father was going through his decanic um, Mm -hmm. training. uh, Pope Benedict put out an order, uh, like, requesting for more people to be trained in exorcisms. And I'm like... Oh, so there's all of a sudden a big push on, uh, you know, like demonic possession. I mean, like, yeah. I think the new pope. Has... And now the new pope, I just, I don't think, I don't know. They, 
abandoned that or whatever, but it's interesting to me that all of a sudden they're now like, oh, yeah, we need more exorcists around. Yeah. Like, how many exorcisms do they really do? Uh, probably not many, but I think he was also yeah. very, he was a very old school kind of pope. I mean, he was a very fascist pope, let's be honest. And that's why he's Nazi pope. Well, one yes. reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I could like him calling for more exorcists. I could understand because it's like, all right, go ahead, do your weird exorcist nonsense. You know, it makes him feel better. Right. It makes Grandpa feel better. <laughs> We're going to get them demons. Um, yeah, this book is real dumb. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I, I don't know. Um. Yeah. I still just, I start also thinking about how irresponsible, if this really happened, mm -hmm. just there's so much that I see is so irresponsible from a, a therapy, psychiatry point of view. Oh, yeah. I mean, aside from the fact that he obviously gets involved with his patient. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Other than that imp impropriety, I'm just saying that as someone who has gone to a lot of therapy in her life, <laughs> um, and I did actually go to therapy in the 80s, and mm -hmm. I had a therapist who, this was in late 80s, who, so talking satanic panic, who didn't say, oh, you've been abused by Satan or anything, but kept trying to convince my mother that I had been sexually abused, which oh did not happen. And I'm like, no. And she, you know, she'd tell, she'd say something like, have you been? And I'm like, no, I haven't. Like, drop it. Like, why are you trying to push it and say I was? So, I mean, I, that thinking was, you know, very much alive, even mm -hmm. in the late 80s. Um, but she was also the same therapist that told me I'd feel better about myself if I just started plucking my eyebrows and wearing makeup. Um, yeah. <laughs> so talk about questionable therapy yeah seriously but this guy pastor he ended up made this huge career out of this book mm -hmm. and with the mcmartin uh pre-scout pre the the mcmartin preschool trial yes which i think i mentioned when we recorded during the movie uh, uh our discussion maybe maybe the well this is kind of yeah, this was sort of our, I figured most of the, the satanic panic stuff from the 80s would get discussed during the book segment. Right, because... right. So the McMartin preschool trial <clears throat> um, was an, a, one of those satanic panic things. Another wrongly accused, you know, and they said it was a satanic, um, what do you call it? A satanic ritual sex abuse, blah, 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 right. which it wasn't. Um, but pastor was a consultant during that trial of course. and I'm like of course he was because that happened in 84 mm. I'm like well I mean I know that they went on Oprah in the late 80s too with this book Ooh. yeah Let's see if I can find that yeah right <laughs> <laughs> kind of intrigued yeah but I mean it's it just this guy what I'm just trying to think from a career point of view, like, does he feel, how does he feel like he's really helping a patient? I mean, if we are to believe that this really happened, right. it's just certain things, certain, his certain methods, I think sound questionable. 
Yeah, absolutely. You, you have to, at least there's a cloud of doubt there because of, you know, like I said, the fact that they got involved. That Yeah. I mean, the, them being married is definitely a red flag. I think the idea of, you know, a therapist or, you know, a doctor or, uh, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it, it seems very strange that a, a therapist would jump in and totally be a hundred percent with this, you know, idea that this person had been abused by a religious cult. Right. You know, but he, and he's also happens to be a Catholic. Like it just, uh, I don't, it, it, the whole thing, this whole thing screams con man to me. Like from start to finish, this whole thing just just is just flashing red lights of con man. Um, and at what point though they did they decide that they were going to move forward? I mean right. that's what that's what I'm interested to know. Yeah, I, that's the thing because it's like you know they mentioned how like she'd been going she'd been working. She'd with already him for seen four him. Yeah. yeah, because like she'd had a miscarriage or, or whatever other whatever stuff. Was, yeah, just general therapy type stuff. Right. So yeah, yeah, that's what that's what's intriguing. It's like okay, and that kind of I think that maybe ties back into the oh hey, we weren't having an affair. This is what we've been doing all these days that we've been you know holed up away or whatever. Um, you know, With, I was the the I was working till thing. after midnight, right? And here's the proof. You know, I have these audio, this ridiculous. You know, here's this proof I have. It's you know. And I've got to, that's what the appendices are for. <laughs> it's just to fucking prove that he's like, here, see, I got the doctors to prove that I was, that the story is true. You know, this, that's all this was. They're, all they're the not really that, hotel receipts. <laughs> right. It's all just to prove to his wife that they weren't his wife, that he wasn't cheating. And yeah, then he, sure. you know, then they made a lot of money on it. Yeah. That's just, <sighs> it's good grift. It is. It is. And I mean, it's, it's not like I I know it's it's not horrible reading, but it's just frustrating reading. Yeah, no, it's. I it's think bad that's reading. what gets me, and yeah, and it is it's definitely boring. boring. Okay, yeah, it is kind of boring, but I don't know. Yeah, I think the in and of itself, if it, I think if it was just in a vacuum, you, I think it would be like, ah, oh, yeah, it's just a shitty book. But I think some of the negative, some more of the negativity attached to it is because of what spawned, right? Which was the moral panic of the 1980s about Satan and all this ridiculous, you know, the, the Martin trial, um, you know, Judas Priest being put on trial for you know kids killing themselves, you know, all this shit about there were you know any time there was any kind of any if you had candles and incense or a D and D book in your room and you were, you know, involved in a murder or a crime in some way, you were a Satanist clearly. Cause you had a Dungeons and Dragons book and incense and candles. Oh no. And if you were all black, Oh yeah. If you were oh, wait, black, that's a teenager. Right. <laughs> right. See, okay. that's the thing, you know, that's that, the thing, you know, Is it's it something that simple of an explanation. Yeah. I a, wore a lot of black as a teenager. Yeah. I mean, I still it, do, but <laughs> I'm not my right. goth. I'm not quite as goth as I used to be. Right. Yeah. You kind of grow out of it eventually. You you grow into it eventually. Um, it, it was it was the the modern witch trials, except thankfully nobody was burned at a stake. Um, this time. But, oh, yeah. Um, 
you know, yeah, it's just, it's, you, I, I look, it's, to me, looking back on all of this stuff, it's just so, it's so confusing. Because I don't understand how any of it got as far as it did. Right. Like, it doesn't make any, like, you it makes actually, no sense. It makes no sense. Like, you wait, we're, we're actually talking about, like, Satan is real? Like, that is just, it's so, that people take Satan as a literal thing is hilarious to me. Because, you know, and the Church of Satan frequently gets referenced in this, this these arguments are like, oh, well, they're worshipping Satan. It's like, um, that's actually not what's in the book. They're not worshipping a literal, an actual fired thing that's not right a, it's not you know but yeah, that's that's what i've it, you know every every satanic cult we always see in the news and stuff they're always talking about like a literal satan and it's like what the fuck why that's so silly yeah i <sighs> like you're just, like, just you're just being bad christians at this point well, and I always point out that, okay, to really believe in Satan mm. and to worship Satan, you kind of have to believe in Christianity, too. Right, exactly. I mean, when you get down to some of the logistics, I mean, right. it just... And I think that's that's a lot of what teenage Satanism kind of is. Typically, it's just like, you know, they grew up in a Christian household or something, and they're like, yeah, I want to rebel. Fuck you. I'm going to worship Satan. It's like, all right, yeah. Right. And then you grow out of it and you go, oh, right. The, you, know, the, you know, either you, you you become an actual, like, actual Satanist and you follow that thing. That's a, that, that's an interesting path. Um, or you grow out of it and you do your own thing. So, but yeah, I think the, the idea of, of, a, of a worshiping a literal uh, devil figure is very ridiculous to me because it it's basically just, like you said, it's acknowledging that this thing has power, which means that the opposite also has power. So you basically, you're just being a really shitty Christian. Right, right. <laughs> or you're, ju yeah, just being an insolent Christian. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Um, I don't know. This, this, just this book, I can't, I just kept thinking of all these different things again with just the ethics of the psychiatry of it mm -hmm. and they just and that's just what I find so frustrating um because there are people who do need actual real help and who yeah. have real stories and have suffered real abuse and they end up when this other kind of shit is around they suffer mm -hmm. because somebody tries to make it more or what or you know turn it into something else Right. And not, and you know, if there is a real perpetrator of the abuse, they're not necessarily the one who gets, you know, put, you know, any consequence. They don't necessarily have any consequences. Right. It ends up being, oh, we're going to just create this whole big hubbub. And I guess, I mean, just there were so many false accusations during the whole satanic panic. Right. But it's just a whole slippery slope of, because psychiatry was also at that point just learning more about how to deal with abuse victims. Mm -hmm. And it's really sad that you had a certain amount of professionals who got, you know, overshadowed by these colleagues who were not the most ethical or the most logical. Right. Um, or, 
you know, they had another agenda or something. It just, uh, so frustrating to me. So yeah. frustrating to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, and this book is just, I don't know. It's incredibly tedious. It's yeah. Like just just as a just as a reading material, it is fucking tedious. And my like copy said, my copy was three hundred thirty four pages long. Yeah, I think mine was only two hundred something because uh, I had the paper or the hardcover. Ah, uh, okay. And it's it's just super tedious, and like nothing interesting really ever happens. And even when something interesting is happening, it's described in such a boring way or in such shitty in such a shitty way that you have to spend more time thinking about it to try and figure out what's actually happening than actually just reading cuz it's so poorly written. It's just like, "Oh my god." It like I said, it makes or- an orgy boring. I, I didn't <laughs> think it was possible. Like it, this is the most a tedious. satanic orgy at that, right? It's, it's just like to be wow. extra spicy, right? No, nope, not at all. You know, and I was—I remember I made the joke. I was like, "Oh, I feel like I'm I'm watching Annabelle again. I can't wait for Satan to show up." And you're like, "Yeah, he sucks in this." I'm like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> and sure enough, Satan shows up and just starts spitting rhyme, and I'm like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" I'm like, "What happened to?" any other character who was vaguely interesting for a second why is satan so boring Ugh. and that's true there are other characters that are more interesting in the yeah. book satan should be larger than life yeah this you is know. supposed to be the big we've been building this big reveal and like and her drawings were super dumb like, yeah there's like oh this is what she was you know this is She's like, this was just sort of a, he was, he was, his, his image was amorphous, but this was sort of a, a general approximation of one of the, one of his images. I'm just like, that's dumb. This whole thing is dumb. You know, and, and like, then at one point he had corporeal hands, because he was like, you know, like I said, he carved up a virgin. Um, he whittled several crucifixes for some <laughs> reason. Just loved whittling them down. Loved whittling and talking. Idle um, hands are the devil's plaything. Right. And apparently, like, <laughs> he was, like... Literally. <laughs> literally, in this case. And, like, for some reason, like, they kept telling Michelle, like, uh, whenever one of the heavenly hosts would show up and start talking to Michelle, they'd be like, no, no, you're doing great. He he, he doesn't usually talk this much. And you're like, so... Satan apparently doesn't talk very much, but he decided that at this ritual... That had this dumbass five-year-old who's fucked up every previous <laughs> ritual to to make him come to Earth. He's decided he's gonna hang out and have a and uh, have a bit of a jabber job with everybody while this fucking five-year-old's there. Meanwhile, she's gonna do some shit. It's gonna cause him to have a conniption fit several times throughout this fucking ritual. I'm just these are the worst fucking Satanists ever. This is the worst. <laughs> if this is Canadian Satan. He can stay there, <laughs> right? Canadian Satan, you are you need to stay where you're at, bro, because you suck. Canadian Satan, I'm sorry, that just tickled me. <laughs> He's so polite, dude. What's that all about? <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, and the stupid rashes. Ugh. That body memory bullshit was so dumb. It felt very pseudoscience, and the pictures are even worse. The fact that they put pictures in this book at all mm -hmm. kind of, I thought, was cheesy. Um, yeah. Of course, I also have a nice cheesy 80s version of like copy of the book that has the double cover yeah you know everything and it has and it, it, and it says who won the battle of good and evil in the mind and body of an innocent child Michelle remembers <laughs> it sounds so exciting right that totally <laughs> so, and like I totally expect to see like Dean Koontz name on that that sounds like a Dean Koontz ass novel Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And it just... Okay, let's talk about all the hmm. timing in the book. Oh, yes. Time dates are a massive, massive thing. Yes. And yes, I know that they are have certain importance in the Catholic Church, because they did in pagan religions before right. that. Okay. All these world religions have some sort of significance with dates. Right. We get that. But this just seems to be overboard. Where, and the numerology keep being pulled in here is really oh stretching it. It is really stretching any sense of yeah. believability. It's mathematics. Why are you making, why are you, right, why are you all of this, why are you remembering all of this now on this date that you're having this specific memory, this other date you're having this specific memory and where it was and corresponded in the ritual 22 years earlier. Like, <laughs> well, cause she, every, every, every session corresponded with a specific, like every, every day that she was in a, in a therapy session, she was tied to a day that had happened. So she was remembering that day in some kind of really dumb, I know, but it's nonsensical it's cycle. It's hokey. <laughs> it is. It's super hokey. <laughs> and then, like her, she would get like rashes on her arms and shit because, like, oh, they were they held their arms roughly. I'm like, oh, fuck you. Like that whole there was a oh god, it was early on when she kept just saying, "Ow, ow, my arms hurt." Like I was like, if you don't fucking stop this, I'm <laughs> going to throw this fucking book across the room. I hate you so much right now, Michelle. I want to slap the shit out of you. <laughs> Uh, am I going? Am I a bad person, Doctor Pastor? No, you're a very good person. Like I swear to, oh my god! Like I said, and then they fucked. And like, then this, they fucked, right? There's just so. Or many... I can help you with that, right? Did like there's so many moments with my dick, right? Like, there's so many places where you could put that in there. It's right. just like, oh my god, they come across not as like constructive psychotherapy. They come across as pickup lines. Yeah. Uh Yeah, it's real boring. It turns a it 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 turns a gigantic satanic ritual into a fucking nonsensical mess. The whole black mass sequence is super boring. I skipped over most of if Satan's rhymes in there because they didn't. I skimmed them. I started I like, falling asleep when I was reading them. Yeah, because they're super. Bo they Not don't make any kidding. sense. They're yeah, super boring. There's nothing going on there, and it's like these aren't even good like metal lyrics. <laughs> like there's a line or two here and there that might be kind of cool, but like for the most part, I'm like these are shit. Nope. Like this is this is the worst I've Satan ever. More, there's something more menacing in a Slayer song than this. Devil. Right. 
Jesus Christ. Thriller is more threatening this than uh, this fucking mm, this goddamn it's devil. Possible. Oh my god. So yeah, it's really bad. Apparently, I think they went to the Vatican at one point. That's not really talked about too much in the book. Um, there's pictures. Yeah. But they don't actually mention it in the book particularly. They mention that the there was the, like the stuff was sent somewhere. Right. For, I forget what it was. Not the College of Cardinals, but something like that. Yeah, something like that. And then like there was some issue, so Bishop What's His Fuck went racing <laughs> off across the. <laughs> racing back to go get some paperwork fixed or something and then that was sort of that and like okay so I'm assuming the Pope didn't see any of this nonsense and they all just sort of pad you on the head and kid you know has said have a nice day or something you know sure sure we'll look into this you know and then they start going on the, the talk, so, talk, so, talk show circuit and the Catholic Church is just like I don't fucking know yeah well, I thought I'd mention that the, um, you know, I told you that the book Sybil was debunked as well a few right. years ago. And the woman that wrote that, Debbie Nathan, also wrote a book that came out in 95 that was debunking all of these satanic child, you know, oh. whatever, sex cults. And called Satan's Silence. Mm -hmm. um, I think I read it. Um but I want to go back and read it now because I really did enjoy her book um, on Sybil. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, she did some heavy-duty research to, like, debunk whatever. Right. So I know that she was going after stuff, well, Michelle remembers and, you know, Satan's Underground and whatever other ones there were right. out there. But that kind of was the end of the Satanic Panic, I would say. It's around 95. Okay. I didn't, damn, I didn't realize it was gone on that long. But yeah, yeah the, that kind of makes sense, I guess. Because uh, well, well, West Memphis Three was ninety three. Ninety three. Yeah, I think. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Yeah. Do we have so that else? was something hmm? we read. That was something yeah, we that read. Was, that was a book we read. Uh, do we have anything else we want to say about this ridiculous book? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Would you recommend this ridiculous book? Uh, certain people and with a caveat. But just, you know, just if you read Sybil and you just want to read something kind of, you know, vaguely trashy like that, but hmm. just be forewarned that it's kind of anticlimactic. <laughs> I mean, you know, I would have to put that caveat on it. Yeah. But <clears throat> I do know probably a couple people who would probably get it. Just be more amused, you know. Okay. Uh, I would not recommend this because it's real bad. <laughs> it's real fucking dumb. Um, there is there is comedic value in it, but that's it is the very... only reason I would recommend it, and it would be very few people that I think. Yeah. yeah, it's it's so few and far between that you find the comedic moments mm -hmm. that it's just not worth the journey. It's a fucking slog to get through. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, I would, however, recommend uh, a book called, I think it's called Lucifer Rising by Gavin Badley. Mm -hmm. um, it's a book about uh, the history of Satan and Satanism in pop culture. It's really interesting. Okie dokie. Yeah. 
<laughs> Real fucking Satan. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really, really good. Um, some interesting interviews in there, and uh, a couple with uh, Lavey, which are pretty good. And he has a yeah. very even journalistic hand throughout the book, and kind of calls bullshit on things, and is very has a very clear eye about Lavey, and is respectful, but also calls him on his bullshit and calls him a charlatan several times. Right. right. So accurately. Yeah. yeah. Interesting book. So okay. right. we will be right back. We found that Satanism falls into three categories. One, self-style Satanist, a growing number of young people who dabble in devil worship. Two, religious Satanist, people who publicly worship the devil, a right that's protected by law. And three, satanic cults, what appear to be highly secretive groups committing criminal acts, including murder. I can tell you like it. I love it. It's perfect. About the deposit, I'll agree to waive all the deposit stuff. You just give me the first month's down, we'll call it a day, all right? It's hard coming up with all that money, isn't it? Uh, it's gonna work out. You're not the one with $84 in a bank account and a check to write on Monday. You know what you should do. Hi, I'm calling in regards to the babysitter flyer posted outside my dorm. Tonight's big eclipse is now well underway. I feel a little weird just dropping you out here like in the middle of wherever we are. Samantha, because I've not been completely honest. We're from the desert, you know. You see, we we actually don't have a child. They lied to you. I know. Okay, I know you're right. But it's four hundred dollars. This equals first month's rent and then some, and all I have to do is sit inside and watch TV. This is huge. This one night changes everything for me. Oh my god! Talk to me, Lord. Talk to me. House of the Devil. Uh, this was released in 2009, and the synopsis is during a night of 1983 with a full lunar eclipse, Samantha Hughes takes a babysitting job surrounded by mysterious circumstances before she finds out her client's terrifying secret. This was written and directed by Ty West, stars uh, Jocelyn Donahue as Samantha, Tom Noonan as Mr. Ullman, Mary Warnoff as Ms. Ullman, Greta Gerwig as Megan, AJ Bowen as Victor Ullman, and Dee Walls as the landlady. <laughs> so uh, yeah i know i don't know where we're to begin with this there's um D- david you said you did this for devour yes this was probably about five years ago now yeah like, i, I want to say this was like maybe episode like nine or ten maybe oh so, like deep cut yeah super old i like how it starts out with the whole texas chainsaw massacre and so many other movies that it's sort of <laughs> aping, you know, this 
What? During the 1980s, over 70% of American adults believed in the existence of abusive satanic cults. Something, something, something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> True unexplained events. That was nice. I I, I noticed that they, they seemed to try... Uh, it seemed like... The, what was it? T.I. West or Ty West? Ty West? I don't know how you say it. Ty West. Um... Didn't he shoot this in 16 millimeter also to make it extra 80s? Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. So, yeah, there, I, I like how it started out and sort of set the pace. The first time I watched this, I, yeah, I might get never invited on another uh, strictly horror podcast at some point because that might just cut me off. But I didn't know that this movie was from, you know, 10 years ago. I thought it was from the 70s or 80s. Oh, it certainly looks yeah, that Yeah, it way. definitely... Ex- exactly. It completely has the visuals, and even down to the whatever 80s mom jeans that she's wearing. Yep. Like, the, I mean, yes. it's really good, careful, you know, detail with some of that. Yeah, the intro music was like the, the pool scene, uh, uh, what, Jennifer Jason Lee, Judd Nelson, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High music. Yeah. Is it, uh, yeah. Is, or maybe it just sounded like that to me, but. No, you're right. It kind of does. <laughs> that would be a weird mashup movie. <laughs> Fast With times at the house of the devil. Out of, <laughs> With BB Capes coming out of the pool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That might have distracted Tom Noonan. <laughs> oh, Tom Noonan. Who's amazing in this movie. Well, he's amazing yes. in everything. Looking the tallest I've ever seen him. Yeah, I, I don't. I, even in uh, what Men in Black too, you could tell he wasn't really that tall in that. But this, he was just a he's towering, a very ball imposing, of imposing figure in this movie. And even though he's like, I like that he comes across very sort of befuddled through most of the his introduction. Although still very, mm-hmm. there's the there's a creeping malevolence about him that you just don't trust despite him being sort of kind of charming and nice definitely yeah. makes you uneasy yes which i'm you sorry that's tell. a babysitting gig i would not have taken to begin with but <laughs> no so many red flags right. i i mean i i i used to babysit back in my day uh also and i i don't even know what would have been the the deal, although you know, I guess trying to get rent, and I was never trying to get rent when I was a babysitter. But how many red flags? This is this is like a a training video <laughs> for like extreme stranger danger. Right. Yeah, I uh, just going that far out, removed from civilization. I'm sorry, that to begin with, like, forget even <laughs> get there. It's just <laughs> being yeah. that isolated. Of course, my, my, and, and, and if, I don't know, if, you know, she didn't have a car or something, you know, mm. her friend had said she wasn't going to stay. I just, it, I, I'm like, I never would have done that because in the back of my head, this is me being practical. <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought, I would have been saying, no, what if something happens with the kid I'm babysitting? What if I have to, you know, t- if they need help and I need, you know, need assistance and mm-hmm. something, there's no one around. 
So <laughs> that's just pure practicality. The logistics of babysitting for me. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's also kind of like the never let them get you to the second location. <laughs> once, once you, once you think about it, cause you're, yeah. They they were supposed to meet in the safe place. So what he he uh, if that was the first red flag was he's like okay cool. I'll meet you and then he just totally ditched on her and called her back sort of heavy breathing like ah oh, <laughs> things were very things were very difficult. Uh, <laughs> uh, would you like me to tell you how difficult they were? <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. Um, I I think that yeah. I I did. I wrote stranger danger right there in my notes. <laughs> and then <laughs> it even had the candy dish. It even had the candy dish. Right. <laughs> yes. Candy yeah. from strangers. I wouldn't have sat there and just randomly eaten a piece of candy. I just. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know her roommate. Poor poor roommate. She's one of the most intuitive people in the movie. No, she knew something think, was uh, Megan's. I don't believe Megan's her roommate. Oh no. Her roommate sucked. Yeah. That's her roommate right. Is burnout. Her, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's her friend. And that's why she wants to move. Yeah. I her, guess. Yeah. yeah. Megan's her friend who is the one who clearly knows that something is up and, or at least is weirded out enough to be like, yeah, we should probably leave. <laughs> Although it doesn't really now. end well for her. <laughs> No, 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 oh. I, I, and that's what surprised me. Oh, go ahead. I was, uh, I seemed, I when I started watching this again, I forgot. I knew she, and she was killed. I just thought she got killed later in the movie. So when it happened, like, I don't know, half an hour in or something, I was like, oh shit. Okay, that's <laughs> that's what happens to her. Okay. Yeah, that that part was seared into my brain the first time I watched this because yeah. I I said that exactly out loud. Holy shit. Uh, um, you don't think that well I, that was one of the questions I had this time around was don't you think she would have heard the gunshot I mean it seemed like she was still really close to the house maybe it's it's kind of tough because the it's hard to tell how yeah. close exactly she's supposed to be because this movie yeah. doesn't really give you even when she's like going through the house and you're like getting a lay of the land you don't really have a clear sense of the where everything's at like the the layout mm-hmm. of things is very kind of vague and i think that works because it makes the house feel more much more uncomfortable for the the, the audience um mm-hmm. and makes us realize like obviously how how isolated she is you know as she's wandering around um out here in this house in the middle of nowhere um so it, it's possible that the graveyard that her friend pulls into is i would assume it's a little ways away um, but mm-hmm. within fairly close distance because what's his name? Um, the sun is relatively close by as well. <clears throat> yeah. I thought he'd be sticking close to the house. Right. But then again, I think it's uh, just a revolver. So I was going to say, I'm always happy to see Mary Warnoff in something. <laughs> I mean, a D Wallace is nice, but Mary Warnoff for me is just one of those that just pops up and, these random places sometimes and she's not in here very much. Um, I wish, I I wish there were more of her, but she doesn't need to be 
um, just her, her entire presence too. Yeah. You know, you know, there's something just not right about her. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. The way she touches uh, or brushes the hair over uh, Samantha's ear was a little skeevy. I was like, you're so, the boys must really like you. Right. She played Mrs. Ullman, didn't she? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that whole introductory conversation, which I'm assuming uh, I, I'm a little unschooled in the satanic movies. You know, I've, I've seen them here and there, but I'm assuming that was some sort of, do you think she's a virgin sort of conversation or did I miss the point of that? I hadn't necessarily thought of it that way. Um, it's possible. It's very possible. So I'm trying to figure out because the they had one lady that was unreliable, right? And the way he the way he said it with that little bit of bite in the back was like she's. I heard a little bit of Carrie's mom in the back of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unreliable. I hadn't even thought of that. Because um, I, I, I just assumed that, like you know, going by what he says, like oh yeah, you know, she bailed out because you know she found out the nature of the job, but. That actually that makes a lot of sense, um, considering they're doing some some sort of ritual is going on during this eclipse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and and I mean, y- you know, at the very least, she's just giving her the once over, you know, mm. to see is this an acceptable sacrifice or whatever. Right. I mean, assuming that she's. The chosen one for whatever nefarious activities. <laughs> the chosen one. <laughs> <laughs> the chosen one. <laughs> I love it. I'm like nefarious activities. <laughs> you know those those Satan shenanigans. <laughs> yes, yes, those satanic shenanigans. But, you know they seem a little goofy, like uh, on on one of the bits of trivia, and I had sort of wondered myself before I read it anyway, but when uh, she calls to order the pizza, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when the guy quips back, oh, what do you want, extra anchovies? And that it was supposed to be a nod to that uh, Loverboy movie. With Patrick I don't know if, yeah, where, yeah. Yeah, where if you ordered a pizza with extra anchovies, it was code for uh, sexy times. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and you know yeah. <laughs> it, it, it came across my mind i was like oh that's stupid i'm just thinking about all the times my big sister made me watch it and then <laughs> it, it, it was right there and uh imdb which is which is you know it's like oh well i saw it on wikipedia right but you know <laughs> i don't know so you know maybe they're uh they're very cavalier satanists they are. They just have corny senses of humor, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like saying, "Do you have Prince Albert in a can?" Well, you better let him out, you know. <laughs> oh, Pennywise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why? I don't know. Uh, where where should go from? Am I jumping too fast through the movie? No, 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 not at all. I mean, oh, okay. the movie is what like an hour and a half. It. Yeah, it feels a lot yeah. longer because it's very, very slow at the beginning. Um, but I also got like a very Suspiria vibe from it in that sense because it's very deliberately mm-hmm. paced. Um, and we're obviously following a single character dealing with 
weird shit. Um, it ratchets up the tension. Yeah, really nice. That yes, that that was really good because you know I I didn't really find myself bored, but I I kept uh, thinking that something was going to happen mm-hmm. in the next second, and it didn't. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's going to turn on the light, and something's going to happen. No, she's going <laughs> to turn on another light. Yep, and continue wandering around the house or dancing through the house, and then I do. Yeah. I do like that. That's that's the way we kind of set up or establish that there is something going. That there is something off. Um, you know, she the she's dancing through the house and she knocks over uh, a vase, and as she's cleaning it up, she opens up a a closet and finds out that uh, the Ullmans are not the owners of this house. And we don't necessarily well. We find out what happens to the owners of the house later, or I assume it's the owners of the house. That we see, you know, yeah. That scene. They, they looked like the people from the photo, right? Oh, and yeah, the also the I was downstairs looking for my furs, mm-hmm. and she finds she finds the furs in the closet, and she's like, "Well, didn't you say those were in the basement?" <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, she could have had a lot of furs. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, that that, that was my <laughs> initial thought. It was like, okay, well, maybe it just has a lot of furs, but then you're like, oh no, wait, there's a garbage bag full of photos. <laughs> not these people yeah it could i mean it does get kind of cold in connecticut but i i, <laughs> I don't know that's a lot of, a lot of furs to not be suspicious especially after her friend was like let's get out of here yeah normal people don't act like this yeah <laughs> but I, I do actually like i really appreciate that it it's it's your kind of standard horror movie story, obviously, of, you know, girl goes in, you know, victim goes into a place and encounters bad things. Um, but I do, I do like that, you know, they establish at the beginning, like, oh, this is supposed to be based on, you know, the real events or whatever. And it, the story plays out in a way that you could go, yeah, okay, this, this, if this were an actual, like, if this, you know, with the, the slightly fictionalized version of an actual event, like, you could see, like, okay, yeah, so this girl goes to this babysitting thing, and, like, it all feels, like, kind of, like, it makes sense. Like, even, like, Satanists just show up because, like, they're like, oh, yeah, it's, like, the best place to see this eclipse. So it's like, okay, yeah, the, these Satanists are going to take over this house because it's got a great view of this fucking eclipse. Sure. <laughs> I could see that in the news. Yeah. yeah they had great uh, stained glass windows. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, like, the, it's, it's absurd. It, like, it, on the one hand, it's it's totally absurd. Like, why would Satanists just fucking like move into this? Ha- like, just take like r- take these people's house to do their shit? And then you're like, oh right, because it's the eighties and Satanic Panic. So this makes total sense. Yeah, if they you know <laughs> in in real life they would have bought the house because right. they would would have been able to tell with all their astronomy, uh, their knowledge of the the clips and everything like that they would have been able to know that that was going to happen long enough to plan ahead and then set right. that up you know like yeah these yeah, these like, guys are a little like they're fundament fundamentalist satanists maybe I guess. little uh <laughs> <laughs> i i was noticing there was a lot of really fine lines between the things they were saying it was like oh was, wait are you a satanist or a christian <laughs> <laughs> the way you're talking yeah just substitute one or two words and that's it yeah yeah, I I am just a messenger for his word. Do what you want to me. Right. You can't change the the prophecy. It is the great conjunction. I, I, I might be mixing that up a little bit with some dark crystal folklore. But 
Eh, it's all the same difference. <laughs> Satan, Skeksis, you know. Yeah. The church lady would yeah. tell us that uh, they both start with S. Or Satan. Could it be Satan? <laughs> Satan? Uh. Well, isn't that special? <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that special? Did you think that it was purposeful that the TV channel was 13 News and the woman reporter was Elaine Cross? I didn't notice her name. Mm. Yeah, neither did I. Although I tried to is, see uh, if the guy's name signed up. What? I'm just saying that it is that makes sense. That there's a lot. I do like yeah. the there's a. Ty West does put a lot of little details throughout the movie, um, like early on. Like they they establish there's a, an eclipse coming, like at the job at the bulletin board when she goes and finds the uh, the babysitting thing. Like there's like three or four mm-hmm. different flyers all like, oh hey, there's an eclipse, go to the eclipse. And then you know, when she's talking to Megan the first time, it's like, oh yeah, this fucking eclipse is happening. So and there they, was an eclipse pizza special yes, at the pizza place. Yeah, so they yeah. really hammer home like there's an eclipse happening. So you're like, okay, cool, we've established, we have an establishing like thing that's gonna drive what's going on. So we you know. Everything falls falls into place from there. Yeah, uh, this was. Um, I uh, I think we figured out that I'm a few years younger than you, Vanessa. Yeah, I don't know how old you are, David, but I I was born in eighty mm-hmm. near near the end of eighty. So I there was a lot of the satanic panic going on uh, mm-hmm. when I when I was uh, growing up. So I was. I don't know if it was different because I was a lot younger than you guys, but how how was it um, in real life for you? Well, Vanessa's um, going to be the one who can tell the most because she's went through this nonsense. I'm old. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm old. By the by, the time no. I was aware of anything, it was practically over by then. Mm-hmm. No, I mean it. It was interesting because. I was born in Southern California and I, that, I mean, I, and then we moved to Southern Alabama. And so you're talking the Bible belt. So (laughs) (laughs) that's a whole other issue that even when it's not satanic panic time, you know, (laughs) they got stuff going on. But I remember that by the time the, like, I guess early to whatever mid eighties it was came around when they had the big uh, McMartin preschool trial. And it was like, it was a, some sort of preschool out in California and they, all this ritual satanic abuse was being accused at this nursery school. And I just remember, I mean, I was still young, but I was old enough to know what was going on. And I thought it was just so bizarre. Um, and I didn't, didn't really watch a lot of those kind of like Geraldo, whatever type shows, but you'd see the commercials for them and everything was some sort of new, <laughs> whatever mm-hmm. nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I mean, in again, because I grew up in the, the Bible belt and they still do it down there, you know, sometimes, you know, say, Oh, you're into metal or, 
you wear black or whatever, you're, <laughs> you're automatically suspect. Um, She's a witch. <laughs> don't think I didn't get accused of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and I actually, here's something really strange. I had, I want to say it was, it was maybe ninth grade or something um, at school. And we had to write, my English class, we had to write a short story first person. And I wrote a story that I ended up, I got an A on, but it was about kind of like past life regression type thing. And I incorporated witchcraft into it and every, and anything. And I had after class, after I got my paper back, the teacher called me aside and said, basically gave me a talking to about writing on that subject matter (laughs) because, you know, those aren't the good kinds of things to write about. You know, it it was, it was almost like (laughs) I I was told I was evil (laughs) and I should write that. Um, (laughs) Did they start out with like, now you're a girl, you're lucky you're being allowed to read. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to an all girls school at the time. Oh, Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no. And maybe that's also why they were, you know, so much against it, which is ridiculous. But, you know, whatever. Um, but you hear um, how some of these cases, like, did serious harm to people. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it still amazes me. I mean, just the West Memphis 3 case. I mean, I... Have to bring that up um you know three kids that are all into metal in kind of well one that's even remotely just reading about the occult and they get wrongly you know accused of a crime and then falsely imprisoned and 20 years go by practically and finally they're out but it took a lot of work to make that happen you know but how did it even how did it even get as far as it did right mm-hmm. i know that's an extreme case but there were a lot of you know come on judas priest being put on trial right. <laughs> you know because of their music <laughs> um, it was great seeing d snyder have... testified in front of congress though i that know was <laughs> that was that was but uh, I, I just people are crazy, <laughs> like believing bullshit. Oh yeah, the whole like even with the like Dungeons and Dragons are gonna was gonna drive you <laughs> insane or whatever. It's like what? Like I remember like even when I was in my early teens, like, and I started to get into D and D a little bit. Like this was probably early two thousands. Yeah, it would have been about two thousand or so. <clears throat> and I remember my mom was just like, oh. Uh, maybe you shouldn't play D and D. I'm like, why? <laughs> she, well, you know, you know, like evil or something. I was like, no, like it's a game. She's like, oh, all right, I guess so. Just be careful. <laughs> like, okay, ma. Okay. I, like, I, I had a friend. <laughs> I went to uh, Catholic school for a long time, mm-hmm. um, and I had a friend who wasn't allowed to watch the Smurfs because they promoted witchcraft. What? Of course. <laughs> Well, Gargamel, oh, Gargamel. Or Gargamel was an was an alchemist. Oh right, yeah. 
I, I've, I've heard the same thing. <laughs> those those yep. are some of the weirdest. Like, I, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just, I don't understand it. Like the weird, the weird things. Like parents are just like, you can't watch that because it's evil or whatever. Like, like, because I, I, okay, like Harry Potter. Like the people are like, oh, Harry Potter's bad. Okay, I get that. I can at least okay, <laughs> fine. There, there's it, witchcraft. Sure, fine, whatever. That's your thing. But yeah, fucking Smurfs, really? Yeah, I, I hear Monster Energy Drink is also somehow oh, satanic. Yes. Yeah, that's somehow the work of the devil. <laughs> <laughs> and the Procter and Gamble logo was considered at some point. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, you know I, <laughs> it. Could it be Satan? <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, it it did get I it did get into my mind. I'll I'll tell you that for sure. And they uh, did I just totally derail the conversation? We haven't oh. even talked about the end. Of the, okay. No. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Darren, yeah, you've it, talked with me before. You know this. <laughs> I, I thought you were playing along with <laughs> me. <Lucy I'm>, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's it's, it's good to know, Rad. Um, I remember I spent a lot of nights sleeping on the floor next to my bed because I thought a Satan worshiper was going to break in my window and kill me. Uh, you know, <laughs> there there was a while that I did that. And, uh, you know, there were rumors all around. Uh, I'll keep it relatively brief because I can tell this story forever. But I was telling Vanessa off off mic that um behind our elementary school there was a big woods and then on the other side of the woods there was a cemetery mm-hmm. and in the middle of the house there was a rumored house that you know you'd see people walking around in the woods when you're on the playground and stuff uh, you know not groups of people wearing robes and carrying torches or anything like that but that became the devil house <laughs> or whatever so we went on an expedition with our spy tech toy gear, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever you have, you know, when you're, when you're 10, right. you know, we're going to take fingerprints and all that. And we, <laughs> we found the house and, uh, it was probably just a party house, you know, or something. Right. But I mean, there were, there were pentagrams and symbols spray painted all over the floor and on the walls and a bunch of, uh, library cards <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Just a whole bunch they're of library conjuring, They're conjuring good <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you know, mannequins and dolls uh, reconfigured in artistic, scary ways to a you know to a ten year old, mm-hmm. and uh, then we started hearing footsteps, and uh, we all pretty much peed our pants and ran away, and <laughs> never went back, but. Uh, we all random uh, the people because it was uh, my older sister, my best friend at the time, who I ended up starting my first band with later, and his older sister. And randomly, we all still bring that up, so it gets into the subconscious and drives you a little crazy. And you break into homeless people's squatting houses <laughs> and, and scare <laughs> scare them and scare yourself. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's always my, one of my one of my favorite things. Whenever these sort of satanic panic things come up, it's like, oh my god, there's a pentagram spray painted here. <laughs> Satan worshippers are here. It's like, really? And that's just teenagers. 
<laughs> yeah. Kids just fucking around yeah. like because like, they're yeah. bored. Yeah. It's like, like it's, <laughs> don't, Hello? Like, like an actual Satanist isn't going to go spray paint Hail Satan on a fucking building that's a teenager. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, teenage Satanists or dumbasses are go around to get high and like, yeah, woo, Satan. You know, <laughs> they're mostly harmless. Yeah, unlike the like Satanists the... in this movie. <laughs> yeah, way to bring it a... back. Yeah. <laughs> this is a brutal family. Yes, uh, they really are. You know, like Tom Noonan loses his uh, timidity, mm-hmm. but his wife and his. It's his wife's mom, right? That yes. she was initially babysitting. Yeah. Yeah. Up in the in the quote attic. Unquote, quote unquote babysitting. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Uh um so um I may have missed was she drugged through the pizza? I think so. I think or, so. Okay. Cause the uh again, the first time uh, I watched this um through I had in my mind a memory of she had hit her head and that that's what happened. But then all the subsequent viewings, it's it definitely looks like some sort of drug is taking place. And then it sort of gets muddled because after um, she's forced to drink something, mm. then it could be that that's having the effect on her. But OK, I it seems like she was drugged through the pizza. Yeah, more. Than yeah. And she- yeah, that's what I think. Okay. I mean, Sorry, I'm most... really caffeinated right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, and then, and then. <laughs> yeah, but I always it always strikes me that she's not as drugged as they want her to be right. because she didn't eat that much of the pizza because does, something doesn't taste right. Right. Yeah. You know. So she has like that yeah. one dizzy spell in the wherever the hell that is in the house. Yeah, the upper attic or something. Yeah, I think so. And then I think she passes out and then wakes up tied up on the in the circle. Yeah, she's pepperoofied. Pepperoofied. (laughs) And then we get down to our proper Satanism business in this movie. Yep. Good old fashioned. (laughs) Good old fashioned horror movie satanic ritual. Well, actually. It's actually pretty restrained for a uh, movie satanic ritual. There's not a whole lot of chanting or fire or naked people. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I felt like that was, I think the first satanic ritual I ever saw was in the burbs. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the weird dream where he's on a giant barbecue, but uh, that, that good movie that he's watching like black Sabbath or something like oh, that, okay. where, where there's the the fire and the naked woman held up and wearing yeah. the goat head and <clears throat> excuse me. So grandma, what's up with her face? <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of what I was wondering. Um, although again, I think the tie. I think it's another kind of nod to the Suspiria link. Mm. Um, yeah. Because whatever the fuck it was uh, the, whatever the, the mother in that one is I, don't, I think it's Mother Suspiria um, Marcos yes she's super horrifyingly creepy and witch like and which I, makes sense for that movie because it's specifically kind of a, a fairy tale dealing with witchcraft whereas this is 
more of a it's it, like I said, it treats the subject matter as if it it feels like this is one of those like a slightly bloodier made for TV movie based on quote unquote actual events. Um, with a little bit of spicing up here and there, obviously, like if this were based on a real story, the grandmother or the 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 mother-in-law probably didn't actually look that way, but it makes <laughs> for a good visual kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but yeah, you know, you just gotta get a creepy character in there because you've got the, the the relatively normal looking, you know, Tom Noonan and his wife, and then the son, and then it's like, all right, well, let's make this kind of, you know, we we've we've brought up that the grandmother is in the house and that she's the one who's being watched, so you know, let's make her horrifying and evil, you know, because Satanists. <laughs> Yep. Uh, what? She's even more able-bodied than I am. <laughs> right. <so. laughs> yeah, she's. She looks like she's got extra bones, or she's got that uh, that disease uh, that uh, Eric Stoltz had in Mask. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of both. And um, what then? You got to bring back the pentagram, so she draws the the pentagram on her belly with. Her friend's blood, I'm assuming. I, that that must have been why they brought her body into the house and had it at the top of the stairs. Unless I, it's, yeah. it was just added for extra scary effect because they thought she might run away. I'm, I'm assuming they probably moved the body. I'm, I'm assuming that the, the thought process was they brought the body in so they could just deal with it and not leave it outside. Um, mm. And then her finding it was just a byproduct of her escaping. Because they sort of just dumped the body there on the on the floor, so it's like, yeah, they're probably gonna deal with that some way, or maybe they did use, yeah. maybe the blood is hers, or, or they'll burn down the house later, right? You know, something like that. <clears throat> but uh, well, but hmm? there's a lot that there's a lot of people that you know could that blood could have come from, right? That was the other thing. I was like, there's a, there are like three other dead people uh, in the house, so so probably the kid. Oh yeah, possibly. I mean, he was the center. He was in the center of the pentagram, and he was the most cut open. Oh, okay. And I, okay. Uh, it seems like the younger the blood, the <laughs> I was just gonna say that <laughs> <laughs> the more juice it's got. Yeah, the sweeter the juice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you have to have kids to have uh, whatever ritual. Yes, because I I'm assuming they're trying to bring about the Antichrist. I assume or something. Yeah, that's they, yeah, that's my guess. You know, they've they've impregnated her through Satanism, and then somehow she they they these are not as bumbling as uh some other Satanists we're going to talk about on this episode. Cough cough. <laughs> um, but they certainly didn't tie her down nearly as tightly as they probably should have. Because she escapes and messes her friend's body. everybody up yeah. with the blade. Yeah, Every, like, everybody falls below her blade. Yeah, I, I, does she get grandma too? I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought so. I thought she maybe stabbed her with the the goat head blood chalice. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, she stabs her with something. Yeah, those because those those sequences are a little dark. So it's a little mm-hmm. tough to see on the on the DVD what's actually happening uh but yeah so i think she dispatches just about everybody because she kills the son in the hallway and then her and noonan have the final showdown out in the graveyard um but she stabs him at some point and he's still hobbling around 
Yeah, I I think it was Grandma Tom Noonan. Yeah. Son son chases her up the stairs, shoots her. Right. Slash like gets gets his uh I think she gets, gets his, his eye throat. first. Oh yeah, with her thumb. Yeah, she in the gets basement. his eye in the basement and then he yeah, then she slashes his throat and then she murders um what's her face? In the Mary Warnoff. Mary Warnoff in yeah. another room. We're not entirely sure where that is. I think it's the attic. Yeah, or the sub attic. Yeah, yeah it's, it's hard. To, it feels like it's, that house it's has hard to tell. Floors. Right, yeah. it's hard to tell in some places. But and like I said, I think that is definitely meant to disorient the audience and to help sell how disoriented she probably is. Um, yeah. And they'd she, be a little disoriented too because they didn't live there, so right. it's like every, everybody's a stranger in the house. Right. <clears throat> so she takes out Mary Warnov and then escapes out to the graveyard and then shoots herself in the head and then we think that it's that's the end of it everything that we we have a very brief news news special about it or a news story about how the the eclipse suddenly ended <laughs> astronomers are baffled that the the moon moved it moved faster than it possibly could and it was just out of the shadow of the earth somehow and we have no idea how that happened um <laughs> but she shoots herself and then then that's the next thing so it's like okay everything's saved but then we find out that it's not because she's in the hospital and she's alive, and so was her baby. Yeah, dun, saved. Dun, dun. <laughs> yep. Saved by uh, would you call it benign intervention? Um, possibly. I'm 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 kind of confused as to how who called the co- or who called the ambulance. Yeah, and it really looked like the the side of her head JFK'd. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Cause like I'm like, cause her friend got shot in the head point blank, and had her head fucking explode, but somehow yeah. her she's still alive. I'm assuming yeah. through the power of Satan. The demon seed is strong. <laughs> yes, got that devil baby. <laughs> it always comes back to a devil baby. It always yes, it does always come back to the devil baby. <laughs> All religions pushing procreation on everybody. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's House of the Devil. I really I like this movie. I I know uh, I some some friends have uh, muddled opinions mm-hmm. on it, but every time I've watched, I've maybe seen it. I watched it three times for this just because I had an excuse, <laughs> and I've probably probably seen it three other times. Mm-hmm. Still a fun time. Still makes me jump every once in a while, like the. The face flashes when she's really tripping out. Oh yeah, I think I've seen this. Uh... Yeah, I, I maybe like the second or third time I've seen it. I don't because I remember I watched it for Devour, and then I th- think I may have watched it with my ex at one point. I don't remember. I, I remember buying it on DVD and then just sticking it in my collection and then not touching it forever. <laughs> um so when it came up for for the for today i was like oh yeah that'll work um you know and Vanessa asked me like oh well didn't you do that for tomorrow I was like yeah like five years ago <laughs> i'm like i don't remember what i fuck i said about it then <laughs> so everybody go back and listen to that episode yes. and uh let the vd clinic know in the <laughs> facebook group yeah there you go uh because ah. yep. <laughs> I believe that episode should actually be available. 
in the archive for Devour. So check it out, everybody. There you go. Yeah. yeah, I don't even think I, I don't think I've heard it. That was yeah. I want to say that's like super super early on. Like maybe one of the that's very early with the uh, Jamie. Um, mm-hmm. Would have been that was before Bo even joined us. <laughs> Super deep cuts. Yep. If you want to be a, a podcast hipster, you need to have heard this episode. <laughs> Pitchfork will come get you. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like the negative connotation, really, that goes with hipster, because I, I really like the beat writers. Mm-hmm. And hipster used to be something cool, and now it sort of feels derogatory. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like I said, a lot of caffeine today. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, I mean, and I see so many of them that, yeah. Oh, yeah, you live in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, you don't know how many people I know have moved to and back out of Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucking hipsters. <laughs> to ruin the neighborhoods for the rest of us. <laughs> uh, fucking white people <laughs> taking over the land over and over and over again right yeah. <laughs> making my rent go up right <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend who actually jokes that um, if you want to find out where there's good property and you know just find out where Vanessa's moved <laughs> because that's going to be the next neighborhood and it, yeah I'm, I'm hoping this neighborhood where I am now is <laughs> just no, no, don't come here. <laughs> uh, my old, my old bassist buddy moved to uh, what's it called, Red Hook, mm-hmm. or something like that. I think that's where he lives right now. If that's in Brooklyn, I know he lives in Brooklyn. I just don't know the name of his name. Yeah, that is. It's got the giant IKEA. Yes. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a bunch of it's like a bunch of industrial, you know, whatever uh, okay. area. <laughs> a lot of people practicing flash dance. <laughs> yes, perhaps. I thought it was New Jersey. Was it? I think so. No, I thought that was. But I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> I think flash dance might have been Pittsburgh. I was gonna say that, uh, but yeah. like, because it's steel work. Yeah, um, yeah. Pittsburgh would make sense. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know the lat. I maybe saw that movie thirty years ago. Oh, yeah, Lord. same here. Yeah. <laughs> Devil made me do it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Devil right, made me. Do uh, it. Vanessa, tell us what you, what did you think of the movie? <clears throat> um, I've well, this was now probably my third watch of it. Um, every every time I see it, I I mean I I do enjoy it it's not i don't feel like okay even though i know what's happening Mm -hmm. you know now i i don't feel like okay this is exactly you know cookie cutter i don't feel like it's necessary necessarily tired you know it Mm -hmm. there's still a certain feeling and maybe it's the way it's filmed you know which that that for me counts a lot um yeah it just it it gives it just it it has some unsettling 
kind of scenes in here. Mm-hmm. And I, I tell you, today, for some reason, I, I, I turned it on this morning again just to re- rewatch it again. And um, the scene, I don't know why it got me today, but the scene where she, like, pulls back the shower curtain and in the tub is all this <laughs> hair cut off, all this hair, black hair cut off. Like, I don't know why today it made me, like, jump. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> It's just that's I don't know why that is unsettling to me, but uh, well, I mean, who who yeah. cuts a wig into a bathtub? That's just weird. Yeah, that's one of the more evil things they did in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, but um, you know, and it's something that I know. I mean, I rec- I would recommend to probably mm-hmm. most people, but. I know there are some people who just wouldn't have the patience for it. Yeah. Because it is, it is deliberately paced so that it's not action every second. Right. But it's but, also, it's a throwback to, you know, late seventies, early eighties kind of movies like this. And it's so, exactly. it, if you exactly. go into it, well, I, or if you go into it and just let it go, you know, I think, and I think that the opening credits really kind of establish like this is the kind of movie you're getting into. Right. You know, it's, it's like when you sit down to watch a Tarantino movie, like that first 10 minutes, you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. Same thing with this. It's like it sets it up. You're like, okay, cool. This is going to be a very 80s kind of movie. And it's obviously set in 80 in 83. So, you know, everything looks right and it feels like an 80s movie. And yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a little bit slow. If you're not expecting that, that can be a problem. But um I guess, I, like you said, the the pacing is very deliberate, and I think it works really well um, because you don't need you don't need that constant action every you know fifteen minutes or whatever it is. We just you know it builds up to the ending, which goes batshit crazy, and then right. And even I think with you know when it's the ritual time or whatever, mm-hmm. you don't need all of the chanting right. and a big hoopla and everything, which you would see in certain other movies. Right. Um, I mean, you could have it, but it doesn't need it. No. Um, it's probably, uh, everything's properly disorienting. Yes. Disor- mm. uh, at that point, without all this additional, you know, pageantry. Right. <laughs> you and, don't and the, need that. And the movie has maintained a fairly, fairly realistic kind of atmosphere throughout. So if they were, if he had gone big at the ending, it would have kind of, I think, would have really been out of place. Right. Um, because it feels, it makes sense. You know, you, we're introduced to these two very, you know, they're older, older people, you know. And so it's like, I'm not, you're obviously not expecting some great big, you know, crazy nonsense. So when we do get to the ritual sequence, it's like, okay, yeah, this, this makes sense. It's a couple of people. They've got their, they've got their ritual planned out. They're going to do this and. You know, yeah, that you don't need a whole bunch of crazy shit going on. You know, it's very, it's very, most of it's very, just a couple of things here and there, and it's not super graphic or anything. Um, I, when the the rating came up for this, it's like rated R for like some violence and gore, I think. And I was like, really? I'm like, I don't remember very much violence or gore in this movie. And I'm like, oh right, the friend gets her head blown off. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's the most graphic thing in this movie. Which is why, like, it kind of feels like a, a made-for-TV movie. If this, you know, if this were, you know, 
I, I it, this may, like this story feels like something that could have come out of the headlines during the Satanic Panic, and it makes total sense that like, you know, it feels kind of like this like a TV movie in that way, except with obviously a little bit more graphic. It's well an after school special maybe. Yeah. But yeah. well, okay, it's, it would have to be late. It would have to be a nighttime thing, but still <laughs> TV movie of the week maybe. Yeah, yeah, it yeah it does feel kind of like a. A TV movie of the week that kind of got bumped up a little bit. And then I think it's very deliberate, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, and it works. I think it works really well. Um, I would agree. I would recommend this. Um, I know some folks aren't into it. Um, I know Jerry was not happy about this. Uh, Jerry Esposito, who I believe is a listener to this show as well. Um, he's not a fan of this movie. And I get that. <laughs> like, it's not a movie for everybody. Um, but if you like the kind of a slow burn horror movie... Um, or if you're a fan of Ty West, like this is definitely a solid movie of his and his, his deliberate, um, pacing works really well in this movie. Um, yeah, it's the, the dialogue is pretty sparse, but it doesn't, there's nothing, there's nothing about this movie that stands out as being a negative, um, or anything that I feel like what I would have, I would have changed because just everything feels very natural and flows really well. One thing that struck me um, when I watched it again this week is the sound design. Um, yeah. You know, it just, it's properly silent in certain places mm-hmm. and then just has this kind of whatever other noise, you know, these noises, these other points is whatever, even score just to make everything feel kind of properly creepy right. <laughs> i guess that's a, <laughs> it's a good movie to watch with headphones mm-hmm. yeah because yeah there, there's a lot of there the sound design is, is really fantastic and there's a lot of nice ambient noise that really kind of helps um establish the house and the locations and just generally everything else and yeah it's a real good movie <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> I don't think we've uh, watched how, anything how so the, far uh... that either of us have said oh we don't like something really about it so much yeah yeah so far although I mean I... you guys changed the, the movie you covered what? if you found something you both hated if you both hated would you switch topics before you record Oh, 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 if we, um, if we, if we both hated the movie we were watching, would we switch it before we recorded? I don't think so. Just go on and talk about. Yeah, we would just, we just we not would just, talk that much. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it was really awful. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, we had a lot to say about it. <laughs> right. Like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, a kind of just, once we've picked something, it's like, all right, let's just roll with it. Um, I mean, West of Memphis obviously being an exception because if we both kind of knew beforehand, like we've both seen it, we know it's going to be depressing. It's kind of going to, do we really want to do a show that's going to be that serious and depressing <laughs> when we're talking about this ridiculous book or do we want to kind of do something more fun? And we're like, let's try and do something a little bit more fun. Um, you know, Darren, also, maybe, maybe I'll talk that with you sometime <laughs> since, we did, since we did the Central Park 5 documentary <laughs> that, that I suggested yeah. for your show <laughs> By, might as well might as well continue the series of 
depressing real life stories. Yeah, there you go. But I mean, you know, you your stuff is your shows for political, polit- you know, politics and movies. This is yes. well. Yeah. 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 It's a show <laughs> called the VD Clinic for Christ's sake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our first episode was about showgirls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is not necessarily the place to get into deep political conversations. They're here to make no. fun of uh make fun of shit make fun of hilariously bad movies and bad books and whatever other ridiculousness we can find. Right. And occasionally good stuff like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah this this was a good time and your show was great. I think when uh Van- when Vanessa was on the Gods and Monsters episode of my show mm-hmm. which was an episode. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um this hadn't come out yet and uh we we were joking a lot about you know, were you surprised at how popular it is? <laughs> all, all that and you know, I'm not saying I could tell the future but you guys put something rad together and thanks for letting me be on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So, um, do we have anything else to say about the movie Um, or just to say in general? I don't think (laughs) before we, before we let you go, Darren. (laughs) That thanks. Thanks for having me again. And, uh, if, uh, if you want to hear me talk more yes, and please. less intelligently, yes, I uh, say. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the Psycho Semantic Podcast, which has developed a, I think, even better nickname that uh, I really think about switching into the Psycho Semantic Cast. Uh, Facebook groups slash Psycho Semantic Cast. It's on iTunes and most places where you get podcasts, but we do uh, politics movies and political movies and. I can turn anything into a political movie. <laughs> um, so I'm not really stuck in a genre like you guys, you people. Sorry. I was, I was saying guys all the time when we were doing the, <laughs> the one. <Okay>. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, the Psycho Semantic Podcast. Uh, the last episode I did was uh, Starship Troopers with uh, Duncan McLeish Ooh. from your, uh, your fellow Legionnaire and uh, Smoke yes, from... Was- Hmm? It was a fun episode. That was a fun episode. <laughs> yeah, that was that was definitely a good time. And uh, I don't know when this is July. Is this yes, one? This is the this July comes episode. Out in July? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So around the time of this episode being out, I did a commentary on Deliverance with my missus, uh, where she's doing a series of movies that she's refused to watch for <laughs> some other reason. Uh, I think we're calling it the Unwatchables or the Unwatched, and. Uh, Dwayne Watson from Watch, Read, Listen came and we just did an episode on Dead Poets Society. Oh, nice. And he was a teacher for about 15 years. So uh, working on that. And I think I've got a judge lined up if I can disguise his voice to talk about Judge Dredd. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) The Stallone one? Uh, I think he wants to do maybe both and nice. the com and the comic. He's Ooh. a big comic book fan, yeah. so okay. I'm, I'm doing a lot of research. I unashamedly <laughs> love the Stallone movie because it's awful. I know. <laughs> I, just, I love is. Stallone screaming that he's the law, especially when he gets. Oh god, the end of that movie is so fucking ridiculous. It's just Stallone <laughs> and the other guy yelling <laughs> at each other. Armand Asante. Yes. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. 
Anyway, so <laughs> thank you so much for coming on, Darian. Um, we will be right back to do something. Probably close out the show. These people cover the tracks very well. When they dispose of a body, they use that body as well. They will use, as I said, they will, they will cremate that body. They will use the ashes that will become part of what they will continue to present to that particular group. And they will disperse that. They're not going to do some simple murder and leave a body in a, in a stream for you to pick up the pieces of. Six clues that point to the illegal worship of Satan, each based on the testimony of children, and none of it has ever been proved. All right, and that is it for this episode of VD Clinic. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Vanessa, what are we doing next week? Or next week, next episode. <laughs> next episode, we are going to uh, cover Drop Dead Gorgeous, the nice uh, black comedy. Figured we needed to do something kind of twisted in here. And we're going to be reading The Stepford Wives by Year 11. Um, I'm calling the theme Crazy crazy pretty women I I don't know I couldn't find another connection once figured out those two together but that's that's probably good enough yeah that works yeah we're gonna oh god the show's gonna start taking on uh, the even numbered episodes they're gonna be able to uh, deal with crazy women in some way oh god <laughs> oh wait yeah because yeah. I already but I already have planned for episode six yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> you better start thinking about episode 5 then that's all I know right to throw a monkey wrench and all this nonsense well, well, different like nonsense the, yeah exactly it'll be like the Star Trek sequels oh god the evil, the evil ones the crazy women ones and then the odd ones are just weird garbage that I find <laughs> the odd ones are the bad ones <laughs> Oh, God, that's two bad books I brought to the table. Jesus. I was going to say yes, um, but go. I did actually enjoy this book okay. more than Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. So, that's, that's there's that. Yeah. I'll bring <laughs> that's why I say this wasn't the worst thing. No. Um, yeah, because I look what I have to compare it to. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Oh, God. So okay, cool. So, that will be next episode. Uh, follow us on Twitter at VD Clinic Pod. Uh, you're both pretty active on there. Um, running that Twitter. Uh, Facebook group. I think it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash VD Clinic. Podcast. podcast. I had to put that in okay. there. Yeah, I had to mention podcast oh, in yeah. there because someone might think it's an actual VD Clinic. Yeah, I hope. Yeah. It was just responsibility. Good thinking. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we got the group. We got the page you can like. Um, new episodes will be up on Legion, as always. Uh, we do have a separate um, VD Clinic iTunes feed. So if you look on iTunes for VD Clinic podcast, you will find it on its own, so you will not miss any episodes. Um, I believe I posted that in the group and a couple other places, so because I know the Legion feed moves really, really fast. So if you uh, want to make sure you don't miss an episode, we have a, a single feed open now. So there you go. Um, yeah, I want to say thanks to everybody who's listened so far. And the interactions we've been having is a lot of fun. Um, thanks, Darren, for and coming on and discussing House of the Devil. Yeah, 
thank you very much for that. That was a, a fun conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we do have an email address. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, vdclinicpod at gmail.com. Yep. We welcome feedback and suggestions. That's how we got House of the Devil today, and that's how kind of the uh, Stepford Wives ended up here, oh, okay. too. Yeah, uh, no, because my, Myron Schmidt suggested she do read some Ear Eleven, okay. and this is one of his that I have not read. Oh, nice. So, yeah, but I, his stuff's pretty good. So awesome. Yeah. So uh, yeah, come talk to us. You know, Twitter, Facebook, email, whatever. We're around. Um, and you can find myself uh, if you want to follow me. I'm uh, at D Delamorte on Twitter. Um, what's yours, Vanessa? I don't remember. Um, at, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Nitty Monkey Girl. Yep. That's K N I T T Y M N K Y G R R L. Because yep. again, don't want to buy extra vowels. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and if or if you look at um, VD Clinic's uh, Twitter, you'll find us. We're both following it. We go through tweet um, stuff, so yeah. and talk about other stuff that we do too. So. Yes, yes, because I got a uh, other stuff. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pimp t-shirts on this show. I did that on Duncan's show. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't cross promote too much of my own shows on my own shows. That's Fair enough. Weird. I mean, I don't mind promoting this show on the on Devour, but I don't want to pimp yeah. Devour stuff here. That's yeah. Yeah, you just said the word. Ah. <laughs> I know. Forty lashes to wet noodle. You oh, just. <laughs> no. Oh no. Oh. Anyway, so yeah, uh, we will be back in August. Yes, this is our July episode. We're back in August with. Uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous and Step for Wives, which I neither read nor seen, so this should be interesting. Ah. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, anything else we want to say before we get out of here? Um, hail Satan. Hail Satan. Say good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> good night, folks. Hail Satan. <laughs> <laughs>